So let's talk about why maybe having a band might not even be a good idea for you. Because I know in my experience working with bands, bands can be amazing. I'm not disparaging bands in any way, but we, you know, you need to know what you're getting into. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Bree Noble. Bree is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Bree's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Bree is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, this is Bree Noble, and you are listening to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Show. And I am here on Facebook Live. So I'm going to go ahead and start talking about my subject today. Right before I do that, I just want to let you guys know that I am having my popular masterclass, The Musician's Profit Path, happening next week, um, Thursday, the 30th of March at noon Eastern. 9 a.m. Pacific. So if you would like to come and find out about the five stages of your music career growth and what to expect in those stages, what to focus on, what stage you're in right now, and really importantly, what to focus on so you can get to the next stage and what not to focus on so you're not wasting time and money. So I am going to be doing that next Thursday, March 30th at uh, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. All you need to do is go over to musiciansprofitpath.com, musiciansprofitpath.com, and sign up to join me for the masterclass. So great to see you, Beth. So great to hear you, Lisa. Um, see you. Sorry, not hear you. I wish I could hear you. I'd love to talk to you guys like personally when I'm on these. It's, I wish it was more like a Zoom meeting, but. Um, I've got some material for you this today because of some conversations I've had with some members in my academy about feeling stuck because they're a solo singer-songwriter, but they feel like they need to have a band in order to go out there and perform. And it's, you know, it's really keeping them from taking any opportunities to perform. It's making them feel like, you know, kind of they're not a real musician because they don't have a band. Um, I think we get these things into our head because we feel insecure with being, I know I did, being up on stage by myself. That was kind of my first reason for wanting a band. And then I thought, well, no one's going to just want to watch me. I mean, I just play the piano and sing. You know, that's not going to be entertaining enough. So that's kind of one thing that kept me thinking, I need to find a band and it kept me stuck for a super long time and wasting a lot of time um, with bands that were not right for me. So another thing is that, you know, people think that they need a band because they feel uncomfortable on their instrument. Maybe they feel like they can't carry the whole show on their instrument. And so, you know, we don't feel like we can really be competent and sing and play at the same time. And I'm gonna talk a little bit about that in a minute and how we can get past that. Um, <clears throat> you know, we feel like 
we need to have this big presence. We need to have a band. We feel like we're not going to be able to get booked because they're going to assume that we're a band and that, you know, we can't carry it ourselves as a solo singer songwriter. But if you've ever seen any really, really good solo singer songwriters when they're up there, you know, they can carry the stage. Someone like Jewel, they have you captivated the whole time and it's just her and her guitar. You know, so we need to get past those limiting beliefs of we need to, to have other people up there with us. Now, you know, maybe why do you not have a band? You know, maybe you've looked for a band and you haven't found one. Maybe you're in a really remote location. You know, for me, I live in the mountains. I am like way up here, up in the Sierras, 10,000 person town, not a lot of music people to choose from had if I would want to start a band. Um, the nearest city to me is an hour away. And so it'd be really inconvenient and difficult for me to start a band. Um, <clears throat> you know, maybe you just haven't found the right fit. Maybe you've been looking for a while. I know I looked forever. Um, I spent years combing the recycler, looking for bands, looking for like-minded musicians, meeting with people, finding out that we did not have like similar ideas about what we wanted to do. You know, it's hard to find somebody that has a similar idea as you do. So let's talk about why maybe having a band might not even be a good idea for you. Because I know in my experience working with bands, bands can be amazing. I'm not disparaging bands in any way, but we, you know, you need to know what you're getting into with a band. And one major thing is you really need to have a shared vision. And, you know, if you're really going out there wanting to do your music, then that can be difficult when you bring other people into the mix because they may have other ideas of what they want to do. They may like your music, but then they might also say, well, I want to do this. I remember I, I was in a, a duo with a guy once and, you know, at first it was all great. You know, he wanted to do my music. And then he started coming in and saying, well, I want to do all these cover songs, but I want to change the words to, to make them, you know, the way I want them to sound. And I'm like, that's really cheesy. I don't want to do that. And so we had a disagreement about that. You know, I tried to kind of acquiesce and do some of his stuff. And I was like, no, I hate this. This is terrible. So, you know, sometimes not having a shared vision can really, really cause problems. And if you're wanting to have a band so you can get your music out there and your message, then the only way that's going to work out is if you bring people in that know that that is what you are going to do. It's not going to be like this band is not going to be this other thing. It's going to be your music. You know, when I finally formed a band that worked for me, it was basically the Brie Noble band. You know, we did only my music it was, and they were all good with it. Like they love my music, but it's hard to find those kind of people. Let me tell you. Um, another reason that a band might not be a good idea is like getting together for practice. I mean, it's hard to get that many people in the room and get people's schedules and, um, you know, everybody on the same page at the same time and everybody has their own stuff, their own life stuff, things happen. I know when I was in a band, you know, people had back surgery and, you know, they had people died and, you know, all kinds of personal issues, which are normal, but then they compound when you're in a group of people and everybody is bringing all their own issues to the group and it makes it 
really hard, especially if you're doing it on the side, to find a time to be able to practice together. Another thing is that bands can definitely invite drama. So I have had my share of dramatic band experiences. Um, one in particular, all girl band that I was in was very emotionally stressful. And, you know, if you ever watch those documentaries um, behind the music or, you know, there's a couple great ones on Metallica, you see the drama and the, you know, personal strife and the arguments and all the stuff that go on in bands. And, you know, we're trying, we have worked so hard to get our music out there. We don't need another thing to be dragging us down like that. So, you know, that's another reason that having a band might not be in your best interests. And I can tell you from experience, um, a, a lot of stress in my life was caused from those emotional issues. Um, another thing and the biggest reason that I stopped working with a band is because it's really difficult to tour. Um, if you are a professional band and you're all on the same page and you all are doing that as your main thing, then that can work. Um, if you're all in agreement of like what kinds of tours, how long you want to be gone, all that stuff. If you are trying to do this on the side and you want to tour, it's so hard. You know, all these people, a lot of times they have day jobs. Um, I know the people in my band, these guys were awesome. You know, when I found this group of guys that wanted to play my music with me, but they couldn't tour. They had day jobs. They had families. They had kids. You know, it was not going to happen. And I wanted to play places where I could play during the day at corporate events and fundraisers. And I wanted to go tour all of California for two weeks. And that just wasn't going to happen. So, um, you know, I just had to say, I need to do this on my own. And so I know the reasons that you guys are wanting to have a band. You feel like you don't think you can do it by yourself. I know I felt so isolated trying to do it myself. I kind of wanted that camaraderie of having people that were on my side. And that's one reason I created the Female Musician Academy is because if we're all operating as solo singer-songwriters, having that base, that community of people that get what you're going through and can go through it with you is so huge. And for me as a singer songwriter, when I was solo, I had that kind of mentoring group. And that was the reason I started the Academy because I wanted to provide that for other people because you are isolated. You are doing it on your own. And that can be hard when you don't have a band and people to sympathize with you, but it can make logistic things so much easier. <laughs> so, um, also, you know, you just feel like you can't play your instrument well enough to do it alone. Trust me, I was there. Um, if you play, you know, piano or keyboard and you've played a long time, like I have, I never learned to play and sing at the same time. I would play, I'd do my piano thing and then I would sing. And, you know, then I'd be at home writing songs and I'd play and sing, but I never had to do it in front of people. I never had to do it nonstop, you know, keep the beat, all that. And I was just convinced I couldn't do it. I was convinced that I couldn't play and sing and keep it together for an entire song. Um, and that held me back for so long. The reason I wanted a band is I wanted to hide. I wanted to be like, okay, well, I'll play keyboard, but I can drop out if, if something goes wrong. 
you know? And so I realized that I needed to climb this hill. I needed to conquer this mountain and I needed to learn how to be able to play and sing because that was going to give me so much freedom. So what I did is I just set a goal for myself within one month. I was going to practice every single day for an hour, you know, and instead of going to band practice every week, I was going to have my own little practice with myself. And after a month, if I was at least 80% there, then I would start booking myself for tours. And I did. I did it. You know, every day I practiced, I practiced the same 11 songs. I was so darn sick of those songs, but I could do them. I could do them in my sleep. Even if I got off track, that was kind of my big thing with piano. You know, I'd be playing it. And if I got messed up, it was hard to just start again in the same spot. And so practicing it over and over and over again was the only thing that got me past that. So once I got to my 80%, I started booking, especially knowing that it would be then in like another three months until I actually did those performances. So I'd have more time to perfect it. But, you know, I'd bring people over to the house and play songs for them so I could get that feeling of the adrenaline and the nerves of having a person in the room with me. And that is what I want to encourage you guys to do. If you play an instrument of any kind, even if it's, you know, the drum, even if it was like an acoustic drum or something, just having kind of that other thing to do on stage other than just singing and adding to the live nature of it can really make for an amazing experience for your audience. So I recommend that you really focus, you hunker down and you practice and practice until you feel like you're there because I do believe that anyone can get there if you practice, if you've already got some experience with an instrument, you're not just starting off from scratch. Um, the other things that you can do, say you don't play an instrument at all, you can definitely use tracks. Um, and if you do play an instrument, but you wanna like ease into this being by yourself thing, you can, when you're in the studio, make sure to get different mixes of your tracks and you can have some mixes where it's pull your instrument is pulled out. So, you know, you'll get your regular instrumental mix, your one with the backing uh, vocals, and then also get one with your instrument pulled out. So you can play and they can have that experience of having some of it to be live while they're also enjoying the fullness of the track. And, you know, another thing I hear from people is it's, I want it to sound like the CD when I perform. And so if I just go and me and my instrument, it's, it's not going to sound anything like the CD and, and, they're, and they're not going to get a good representation of me. And I just want to clear that up. Like people are going to a performance to see you and to have a different experience than listening to your CD. Otherwise they can just pop in a CD. They can just turn on iTunes on their iPod and they can hang out in a coffee shop doing that instead of actually experiencing something new live. So never feel like your live performance has to sound like the CD. It, in fact, it shouldn't, or it would be boring. So the other thing that you can do is you can use some looping technology. So I had a friend that used to um, use looping technology and it was amazing. Like he would just add all these, you know, layers in and then he'd pull them out and, and it just made the song so interesting because you never knew what he was going to do next. And I know um, some of my uh, members in the academy ha have done this um, for, you know, help 
them with solo concerts. And I just think it's really cool because it's almost like, you know, another player is there and you can, you can have this kind of control and they never know, you know, what, what's going to happen with, with the looping that you're adding in there. So that's another thing to think about, but I just want to make sure that you guys know that not having a band is not the end of your career. Like there are so many things you can do and so many more opportunities that you can take advantage of when you don't have to worry about other people and when you don't have a band. And again, I'm not disparaging a band. A band is amazing. If you have a great group of people that are all on the same page, that are amazing players and you just love playing with them, that can, you know, become a lifelong thing. But, you know, just remember that a band is almost like, well, it is a relationship and it's almost like a marriage. So, you know, make sure that you really think you can get along with those people for a long period of time um, when you start something like a band. So I hope these tips have helped you guys know that, you know, you're not alone in feeling fearful about going out there by yourself, about not having a band, but it's okay. Like the, so many of the, the early performing opportunities, like open mics, like house concerts, like smaller venues, those are totally built for you without a band. So don't feel like you're less than just because you're a solo singer songwriter. I personally love the rawness of an acoustic experience or, you know, someone with just a piano and their voice. I love that and that is a completely other thing than going to see a band and know that that has value. So I just want to kind of check out and see who is hanging out in here, see if there's any interesting, um, um, oh, people are talking about Laura's story. I love Laura's story. And Beth is in here. She just did her first signature concert, which I'm so excited about. I can't wait to hear more about it. Um, she did seven songs. She sang four with the keyboard and she used some performance tracks, which I recommended to her because it really breaks it up. It makes it feel like it's a different experience than just, you know, playing, 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 you know, keyboard, keyboard, keyboard. It breaks it up. It makes it feel like there's different layers to the performance. So I just want to say hi to Beth and Laura and Jacqueline. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. And I will see you next time on the Female Entrepreneur Musician Show. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com with editing by Bree Noble and music by Stella Ronson.